Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Yeah, buddy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 24, season six of Big Name Sports Talk podcast. And yes, as you see the title, this is the WNBA Mock Draft 3.0. This is the last draft before this upcoming Monday for the 2022 WNBA Draft. Uh, before we get into the video, there is a few things I want to say up front. I want to give a shout to Sean Spencer. Thank you for that last night for he, as he joined me uh, and breaking down the national championship game, North Carolina versus the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, you didn't see the video already. Um, University of Maryland basketball, lady uh, women's basketball team lost two good play. Well, lost a couple. Lost a few good players. Um, Mimi Collins, um, for education reasons, uh, she did not get accepted into the graduate program at Maryland. Therefore, she's putting herself in the transfer portal. In transfer portal, there are over a thousand young women for the women's basketball in the transfer portal. I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Why act like I know this was coming? Because I did it. Um. So. I'm curious to see what Brenda is going to do with the transfer portal. Um, I wish again, Ashley, Angel, um, Todd, Tazla, Shanice, Mimi. I wish them all the best um, wherever they may choose the school they choose and, and continue success. Diamond Miller will be out for three to six months. She's getting surgery on on her knee, so I wish I pray for I pray for a speedy recovery and get well soon, Diamond. Um, but I mean. But just really quick with the Maryland teams, um, you know, she's all this. This is this is going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, this is there's got to be a balance. Um, we will talk about that in the future episode. In a future episode, but there needs to be a balance. Um, now, I mean, I uh, I'm gonna save that. That that's 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 another that's a that's, that that is another subject for another video, ladies and gentlemen. But um, the last two videos for, for last two videos, excuse me, for season six are the Baltimore Orioles and the Washington Nationals. As tomorrow is opening day, um, wrapping up spring training um, for the Orioles and Nationals. So definitely, those are the last two episodes for season six. Season seven starts off opening day. Um, as already stated, we have some things coming down the pipe. The NFL mock draft two put on with Sean Spencer. Be tuned up for that. We're going to get ready for the playoffs, uh, get a debrief of the regular season with the Wizards. Now we're going to the, in the NBA playoffs. So it's going to be good. Start off a good season, season seven of the podcast. But enough gip yak. Let's get into it. Um, WM, the WNBA Mike Draft 3.0. Um, up until today, my list, my, my, one, my first round, First round picks, um, all were set, and then some things happened today. So, uh, the Washington Mystics they traded the number one overall pick to the Atlanta Dream in exchange for the number three overall pick and the fourteenth overall pick. I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Why act like I know this was coming? Because I did it. Now, um, I will, I should have 
say that I should have make, brought the clip up. Actually, let me do that for you really quick because I want to show you guys about three weeks ago on a pod, on a podcast that I did. I randomly in the video I said let me find it really quick season nine okay episode nine excuse me episode nine I'm trying to find it. No, damn it. Okay, but I do have the clip. I, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I really try, I was trying to find the clip of it. I should have timestamped it, but I will leave the clip in the description if I remember to do it. Um, I said it was like. Along lines of, I just had this weird feeling. I'll leave the link in the episode when I find the timestamp. But it was kind of weird. I'm sitting going like, he's going to somehow trade that pick. Because he was just too quiet. And for some unknown reason, like, up until today, I'm thinking like, okay. I'm thinking like maybe he traded, he's going to cheat, he traded somebody. But number one overall pick. So, I had to redo <laughs> the mock draft for the first round. And um, I'll be honest, I, there are some strong considerations for other players. Um, I did consider uh, Christina Christina Williams, uh, Lexi Hall, Jasmine Dickey. Uh, I considered them first round picks, but I was looking at need. And um, <clears throat> for the Mystics and the, the Dream, honestly, I think this was a win-win for both teams. Uh, honestly, because if you look at it, the Mystics going forward, they the, the, the identity needs to needs to be redefined. Remember, he said in an excellent interview. We're not rebuilding, but we need to reset how we go about things. Now, I think him trading down because he also got the rights to swap the 2023 20, first round pick and the first round pick with, with of the dream and the 2023 first round pick from the Sparks. Now, I'm just I'm just keeping it realistic. He got extra draft capital. And Mike's thinking about the next few years. Let's just be honest. Atlanta Deladon's not getting any younger. I mean, I, there are reports she's playing 3v3. But let's keep it real. Ever since the bubble, 
there is no true identity. Yeah, you can say Tina Charles last year, but last year it was Tina Charles and friends. Tina Charles was 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 the scoring was the practically led the team was the scoring champion last year. Not a knock on Tina, but the team went only won twelve games. It didn't make the playoffs. I, I think it's a bo- it's a win win for both teams, but also too it's it. it, it also gives me again because something I'm just Coach T's thinking his, his thought process as a GM is weird because if you remember when he first came as head coach and GM for the Mystics, he had missed out on getting the big three to see. At the time, it was Deladon, Skylar Diggins, and Brittany Griner. He got Taylor Hill with that pick, which was not a, which was a not was not a bad pick, but unfortunately. Injuries, and we all know the, the, the whole story. You know, she got traded to Dallas, and that was in the Telehill era, era here in D.C. But with the Mystics and the Dream, you're still in the top three to get whoever. Now, the... Where is it? The Atlanta Dream. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. So this is it. This is the my this is my these are my this is my mock draft. This is who I think are gonna be the 12 picks for the first round. Uh this was tough. I also took in consideration that the Los Angeles Sparks, they just got, they got not too long ago, Lexi Brown, the trade. So that was kind of a, uh, that kind of muddied the water a little bit of who I could take at that pick as I misspelled Kirsten's last name. I mean, first name, excuse me. So with the number one overall pick, in the 2022 WNBA draft, the Atlanta Dream select Nalissa Smith. Um, it's a no-brainer uh, to me. I think she is the number one overall pick. My only concern with Nalissa, I mean, again, she's a stat. She's good at stat as a stat stuffer. Um, she's a solid athlete, great mid-range. Um, I do have I love her positioning, particularly when it comes to rebounding, and she could play some defense. Play a tank, you know, she can slow down wing wing players. Um, she's quick on her on her feet laterally. I like that. Now the only thing that I still think has to be worked on is just her mechanics. I've said that the last now two mock drafts, it's just her mechanics just have to get better. Now again. Atlanta, they're also two building for the future. Now, a lot of people are were saying this should be Shakira Austin. But Melissa Smith out of Baylor University makes the most sense. So I'm comfortable with that. Now, with the second overall pick, the Indiana Fever select Ryan Howard out of Kentucky. Now, um, Regardless, a lot of people are going to. I've I've heard 
on Twitter and heard on some other uh, some other Reds articles that this is going to come back to hurt Mike and win. But realistically, I don't think he needs wing players. I think he needs a power forward and a center. Now, Ryan, she's uh, she's a score first guard. You know, she can draw fouls at a good rate. I like that she has a good frame, versatile on defense. She can pretty much guard the two, three, and the four. And then also, too, you know, she's an also a low key, her, she's an underrated, def, a good defender. I think also, too, she has a good item to dish the ball out, which is good. Now, um, same thing with Melissa. I think just being more, con, just a, a consistent jump shot, um, whether it's for shooting threes or just a mid range, it just consistency. We need to develop that jump shot. That's about it. Now, with a number three overall pick, the Washington Mystics select Shakira Austin out of the University of Ole Miss. This was a no-brainer. I think it makes sense. Now, I know what you're going to say. Oh, my gosh. Um, she's not the face of a franchise, blah, 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 blah. We miss out on getting Ryan Howard on the list of Smith. A lot of people don't, are, are, again, are not trusting their eyes and watching the games. Shakira is a good rim protector. I think she's the most, I think the games that I saw this year in which she was at Maryland, she... Can she? She is a. She's really comfortable. Particularly at Midwest, she wants to be a jump shooter. Um, whether it's off screens, high post, um, uh, a drop, drop scheme, uh, and she the way she also too as a, on, on the defense on the whether it's the offensive side, the defensive side of the ball, blocks and rebounds. I think that's is what he's looking for because let's keep it real coach t he prides himself on defense now again i had to think like mike because think about it we've said it really since 2020 okay um the toya saunders retired crystal thomas retired and this is no no lack on her but he brought in a lot of coats to my personal opinion a little too late and didn't really get her let her find her niche with the team because we said they need a center and i thought she that i believe she was a good pickup i just feel like there was a lack of the rotation was poor and also too i kind of blame chemistry i think didn't really get a full opportunity to like really see like okay this is where she this is what we could work with now the only thing with Shakira, I know hey, this is going to be a thing. Her her outside shot is still in development. Um, you can say what you want about her free throw shoot, shooting. It'll get better. Uh, I definitely think come crunch time, that's something that will come with player development, but also to coaching. Now, um, 
her numbers, her first two years at Maryland, and then up until this year, last year, everyone's saying, well, she there's no she doesn't she, she doesn't stand out offensively. Well, look what she had to work with at Ole Miss last year, and then this year she kind of got some talent around her. But last year she was practically the go-to person. So I, I think let I, I I think this is a good pick because also too let's keep it real, y'all. He sees next year this twenty twenty three draft class after this class. I say these next two classes. And maybe actually this class, next year's class, and the 2024 class, they make up for last year's draft class. Guaranteed. That's just my opinion. Because, and I remember Mike saying it, there was no, there was just role players. There was nobody that could change the franchise. And no disrespect to those last year's draft class. But it was a very disappointing draft class in some way. I mean, let's just keep it real. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it alone. But I do want to quote and shout out to Kareem Copeland for the Washington Post. He uh, talked about with Coach T. This was what Coach T said, and I quote, We feel this trade gives us the opportunity to have more options both in the 2022 and 2023 drafts. We are very comfortable with all three players that we have ranked at this at." as the possible top three picks in the draft. Whatever player comes to us will add depth of this year's team and will have a chance to grow into a very important role the next few years. We didn't have any other picks in this draft, and now we have the 14th pick to find a very good young player that can be a part of our future. I'm very excited for the draft on Monday night, and our fans should be excited too. Hey, listen, you know what he's basically saying? He, he, he sees it. He's being re- he's being realistic. This team, I have to build it for the next three, five years. I can't go back. I can't run it back like it's 2019. I can't do that. I can do that if if I know what Atlanta Deladon look if 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 I have a healthy Atlanta Deladon. I'm not saying we need to get rid of her. I'm not saying she's washed. I know where she's before am I saying that. But we have to think for the future. We have to think. They're not getting any younger now. But the 14th pick, they got some choices. If you pushed me, if you pushed me, Destiny Henderson, Washington missed for the 14th pick. We need a point guard behind Tosh. I'm not, I don't have, I don't know too much about the guards that he signed. Uh, Rory Hashimoto, other than, you know, what I saw in the Olympics. And then the other shooting guard that they have, um, I cannot pronounce her name. I apologize, but I don't really see. And then the, uh, uh, Kiara Lundquist, I don't see it um, with them. But I think it was a good trade, and I'm not mad at Mike. I'm really not. So I, I'm, I'm excited for Monday for the third overall pick. I'm comfortable with Melissa Smith, Ryan Howard, and Shakira Austin as the top three picks for the 2022 WNBA draft. Now, with the fourth overall pick, the Indiana Fever, this was another one. Some, I was looking, some mock drafts had this young lady and going in the second round. But 
I trust my eyes. And with the fourth overall pick, the Indiana Fever select Miss Nas Hillman. Uh, look, it's facing her in the Big Ten. Um, I think what I've said, I've stand by what I'm saying. I think she is the per, the pick for the team. Um, she's a post, obviously a post first player. Great feet work. She can pass the ball. Her decision making when when is helping to assist with a double team. Um, well, times we saw, I saw her. We played Maryland. She plays hard basketball. And she would let's keep it. Let's be honest. That Michigan team, ladies and gentlemen, she was the number one option on that team. Okay. And I just think Indiana should, and again, they pride themselves a little bit on defense too. Now, obviously, Terry Calvin was also too a, 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 a rim protector. This is somebody that they can replace her with. I think this makes the most sense. Now, I see her. Really, just being a post player, I don't see her like as a, I see. I mean, she could probably develop a develop a little mid range game, but I mean, yeah, she her size, she may be undersized for the position, but I think she can hold her own. I really do. Um, but I mean, a lot of uh, there were a lot of mock drafts. Some had her going the top four, then the top sit, top ten. Some even had her going the second round because of this the recent performance of March Madness. But I think. This is a good pick for Indiana, getting that Naz. And again, I, I do think that even though people have said she's an effective, not a good offensive threat, I do believe as time progress, it will get better. It will. Now, with the next overall pick, the next draft pick, excuse me, with the fifth overall pick, this was actually interesting. Um, I actually, I considered a few things. Um, again, I did take into consideration that what each position for the New York Liberty they needs and wants. And they kind of already had a stacked team. Uh, they did get Steffi Dolson. But I said with the fifth overall pick, the New York Liberty select Miss Alyssa Kune out of NC State. Um, obviously, the way she played in, National, in, in, in March Madness, uh, decision maker, I uh, love her offense, her interior play. She can definitely create problems on defensive mismatches. Uh, she's a, an offensive-minded forward. Uh, I think arguably in this class, I think for particularly for post players, she's the best shooter. Um, now, the only thing is that I, I will kind of say negatively that I think will get better is, is that she's not with, for example, right. If I, if I have Kelsey Mitchell, random, random two players, if I had Kelsey Mitchell and Tiana Hawkins, okay. On a pick and roll. Actually, let me take you on that. Let me use uh, Asia Wilson, Kelsey Mitchell, and Elsie and Asia Wilson. Right? If I have those two running the pick and roll on Alyssa, Alyssa is not the most fastest person getting to a pick and roll. 
I do think that she's not as physical. And I, I do believe with the with development and time, because let's just keep it real. I mean, everybody can't come into the to whether it's the NBA, football, WBA, don't matter. Everyone's gonna need at least two years to get up get, get their reach their full potential and growth in the game. And I believe Alyssa can do that. A lot of people are saying she's not built, she's not physical enough, she's not mentally strong enough. And I just think with she's going she she's going to be on a good team first of all because she's got she be with if New York takes her. She got Coach uh, Bordero, and she got Steffi Dawson. You got Benaja Laney. You've got you got some some got some girls that can mentor her and get her to realize her true potential. I do believe that. So. Um, I did also consider her as well as a late first round pick, but I'm looking at the Liberty and I think this would make sense. Now, back to the Indiana Fever. Now, the Indiana Fever, uh, they traded Tiana McCowan, so they got the sixth overall pick as well. So I said with the sixth overall pick, they could really use a point guard. And the first point guard that I took off the board, and my I'd say that I took off was Miss Nia Cloudin. Um, works that speaks for itself. I already said that you know we already know what she does on the defense side of the ball. She was the best to me, arguably the best defender this year. Um, her ceiling to me of the, of the other than maybe as of now. Up until March, up until now of the national championship, I think coming, arguably she might have the highest ceiling in this draft class, in my personal opinion. Now, that's not a knock on on the other guards, but I'm saying to myself, well, Indiana does need a point guard um, because let's keep it real. As, as much as I was a fan, I'm a fan of Kaiser Gondrasic. I thought her being picked with the fourth overall, the number four overall pick, I thought that was completely mind-boggling on Tamika Ketchum's part. Um, it's bad. It's really bad when you don't when ESPN doesn't even have the highlights to even roll when you're drafted. Not saying she was a bad player. I'm not saying that, but. To pick her with the fourth overall pick, that was a definite reach. Where's my clip? So when are we going to say something about it? I'm, you know what? I'm going to walk away. I'll be right back because I'm scared I'm going to say something that might get me in trouble. Because I'm pissed. I'm pissed. The reason why I'm, I'm still, it's not Kaiser. I just feel like she should have gotten the opportunity to prove herself this year with Indiana, but it kind of seemed like Coach Dunn pretty much said, no, we're going to just take these players out and we're going to do it my way. And I just feel like she cut Jantel Lavender, which bullshit. Um, Tierra, I can, but I then I don't understand at the same time. And then Kaiser. Um, Kaiser, again, let's keep it real. Coming out of coming out of West Virginia, I mean, 
I mean, I, I know people will say, well, you know, all that when we're unfortunate happen, but you can be in front of a camera, smile, and all those different things like that, but you don't know what a person's going through. I mean, she did lose her father, you know, and, you know, she took a time for herself to get herself mentally, get her, get to, she took to put herself first to get herself together. I mean, also, too, let's keep it real. She didn't get a lot of time to really see what she could do with the fever. I mean, we only played 13 games. You were playing less than like five minutes. What do you expect? But I, I just think that they need to draft a point. They need to draft a point guard. No disrespect to Bria Hartley. I'm a fan of hers. But the biggest thing with Bria Hartley is the injuries. Now, back with Nia Colden. Um, good, good three-point shooter. Um, she can get to the free throw line. My only issue is, is that she at Michigan State was pretty much the main playmaker. Um, and she can also, I call it, uh, she doesn't have the blind sides on, the blind sides up. I think she's very, she just sees the basket and I'm just going to attack the rim. And that could really, and I think that'll, I think as you, Again, coaching. I think that's I think them that's coaching and kind of saying, "Yo, we need this. Is what I need you to be." Now, I don't I, her, her now her, her size may be an issue, but I think that could actually be a benefit for her in the pros. I do. So keep that in mind. So let's go to Dallas. Uh, Dallas, they have the seventh overall pick, and out of respect, uh, with the seventh overall pick, the Dallas Wings select Nayara Sabli out of Oregon. Um, yes, I picked it because I think it would be better for her to play. I think it'd be good that she play alongside her sister, and I, I did consider a couple teams for her to go to. Um, I think I had her going to either Minnesota or Indiana. I'm trying to figure who else did I have her going to. New York. That's where I considered her going. But none of them, I didn't feel like they really, really benefited I don't think she was a really good fit on those teams. Now, when you look at Nara Sabli, the biggest thing people are going to bring up is her, her injury history. Yes, I understand she she tore Achilles twice, and she didn't play her whole freshman year. I understand that her freshman and sophomore year, if I remember correctly. Um, I do think her jump shot will get better. Um, again, that's coach that, you know, being getting her in the gym with a shooting coach and helping her. Get that jumper to be better. And again, also too, I think with her sister being there and also helping her along the way, I think that'll be that'll help as well. She is a two-way player. I think she that, that, that commands double teams. She has great strength, great strength, and her feet work are nothing to be not to, you can't dismiss that. Um, I do think she can keep a defense on their toes, uh, whether it's she can shoot a, a spot up J, she can Get take you to the rim, or she can dish the ball out. I think those are things you got to take in, cons in consideration. 
And I think she also, too, she has that brick wall badge where you're setting screens, um, something like that. Those are things I think that are going to definitely, definitely help someone like an Enrique Gubawale or Marina Mabry or an, an Alicia Gray. That would definitely help shooters like that. That's that's just me. Now, with the next pick, this what am I at? No, I meant the eighth overall pick. This, I ain't gonna lie, this was tough. This this was really tough. Um <laughs> I stuck with the same person for two straight mock drafts. I do believe she does have the most potential and she is the most WNBA ready player with the eighth overall pick, the Minnesota Lynx select Sky Cone. Um, again, I think she's more of a, I don't want to say a slash, a, she would be a slashing forward. Um, I would say a good, tenacious rebounder. Uh, she definitely did play. She's played alongside, I believe it was Kalia Copper, Katie Lou Samuelson, Michaela Oyaware, and some other players. I think over in, um, in the Spanish League, Spanish Basketball League, if I remember correctly. Um, I think also, too, her defense, I think, is really good. Um, I think also, too, she. I think she'd be a good post player for Minnesota as well. Um, but I think also to defending in the post, I think that would benefit Minnesota's defense a lot. Now, the only thing is we don't really know where she's going to be at with her injury. So I do think her her athleticism that does have some question marks, take that into consideration. Um, and particularly, I, I I feel like with international draft with international draft draft picks, there seems to be, in my opinion, there's this disconnect about how we as a defend as playing defense or on the offensive side about whether it's overcommitting, for example, is a good one. The, the type of decision-making with the ball or off the ball. And then also, too, like, it, it's it's little things like that, that that are a concern for me. But you've got Cheryl Reeves there. Uh, you're going to have Sylvia Follows. Uh, you got Angela McCaltry there. And also, too, Nafisa Collier, even though that she's going to be out and about probably the first, half, first, first good chunk of the season due to, due to pregnancy. She's supposed to be due any actually any time now. Um, I think it's either this month or next month she's due. So I think this is a good pick for Minnesota. Now, on to the West Coast. We are actually, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick 30-second break, and we'll be right back after these messages.
All right, we are back. We're going to get to the ninth overall pick with the Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, they signed, they traded for Lexi Brown. Uh, Chicago got the rights. I forgot of the player. They got a player's rights. I forgot her name. Uh, her name escapes, but I do apologize. So she's now on the West Coast. Congratulations, Lexi Brown. Wish you all the best with the Los Angeles Sparks. They don't need any more guards. So I looked and I said, huh, who could the Los Angeles Sparks draft? And I said, with the ninth overall pick, Ray Burrell. I like Ray Burrell. I think she's a good, I think she, I think is probably the most, in my opinion, um, underdog going into this draft. Now, let's, let's keep it real. Tennessee, um, I know she didn't have a great season, and then she also got hurt. I understand that. But as a wing player, like, let, let's let's keep it real, y'all. That Sweet 16 game against Louisville, she, she balled. That was probably the best game I saw her play. And then also, too, let's keep it real. She could definitely help Atea Cooper. Uh, now, uh, Kennedy Carter, Lexi Brown. She could take pressure off the off those off those girls. I believe that, um, and she can fit in their system. Because I mean, I, I'm looking at. I know she's more of a guard, but I think she can play the three if you play a card. And also, you got Jordan uh, Canada. I, I just I I I, I considered. I strongly considered up until she was traded. I considered Victoria Burton. To go to Los Angeles, but I feel like that was a reach. That was a reach to me. Uh, I did consider that. Now, with this next pick, we go back to Indiana, and I think this young this young lady is a good fit for the Indiana Fever. Um, we faced her in the second round of March Madness, round thirty-two. And with the 10th overall pick out of Florida Gulf Coast, the Indiana Fever select Miss Kirsten Bell. Uh, let's keep it real. She's very physical. Uh, she can cut to the rim efficiently, very well. Um, and also, too, she can shoot the three. <laughs> and she is a, it has a good release. Um, I definitely, definitely think that is going to be something Indiana is going to love. Um, she also, too, for the as a for her as a really as a combo forward, she, she can play the three, four, and maybe the five. She can play some good defense. She can help you create turnovers, uh, particularly on the weak side, the weak side defense, and good rebound. Now, the biggest issue I saw against Maryland as watching again, trust your eyes, gotta limit the turnovers and adjust to another role. Again, what I mean, you gotta you have she did not take. They were really collectively, they did not. There were certain possessions for Florida Gulf Coast where they were not taking smart shots. You got to limit the turnovers, but you have to also to be smart with your decision making. That's something that I believe Coach Stanley and the coaching staff within the NFL were going to work on her. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, you know, she doesn't really have a lot, a lot of proven body of work, but let's keep it real. Florida Gulf Coast, like, like we can't take anything away from them. They had a great year. Now, um, her on-ball defense may be an issue. Um, 
I don't really see. I I read. I was reading an article on her where they were saying that she at times can be disengaged. I don't disagree. I, I disagree with that. I don't see that. I think. I just think that she has to be just moving on defense. I know that you know she she's. And she kind of just tends just tends to just be kind of a standstill defender. She has to move, be on her toes laterally. I think that's something I think Indiana will work on with her to me. So I think that makes more sense for her than to take it. Now I consider actually her going with the sixth overall pick, but I do think that Indiana could draft. You got a center, you got a four. And you got a three. Just saying. So I, right there, you right there, you rebuild. In my opinion. Now, with the eleventh overall pick, we go to the city of Las Vegas. With the eleventh overall pick, the Las Vegas Aces select Miss Emily. As take intent and Tingler out of out of Louisville. Um I strongly I strongly considered um Lorella Cabaja, but Emily had a one heck of a run in March Madness. Now I, I want to make this clear. Some people want to say, well, did you are you taking consideration how they all performed? And March Madness, yes and no, but also too. I looked at, I went back and looked. I said, okay, do you need this particular player? Now, I will say this: she can shoot the ball, okay. And Las Vegas, the way I see it, they might be a good shoot, a, a, a jump shooting team this year. Asia Wilson, you can, I can see her game being expanded to being a three point shooter. I think she with with Emily, I definitely think she can lead a fast break. I think they'll love that in Las Vegas. And I think also too, communication, that's key. Creating creating turnovers. Uh also too, like I said, and that and the Mike Smartness run, she could shoot the ball. Um the only thing is, I know again, people, I know I say her athleticism may be the issue, but I think that'll get better. Um, I don't think there may be some teams that may not respect her. Um, she may be a rotation piece to me. I don't think she'd be, she, she, she could be a potential starter, but I do think that when you look at her in coming in this draft, she doesn't truly stand out. And I think Vegas can you. I think the Aces could just use another rotation piece. I think she'd be good coming off the bench and even starting a few games. I think that'd be good for Las Vegas. Um, but again, give it time. Her shooting will get better. Uh, again, when you're transitioning from college to pro or high school to college to pro, your game is going to transit. It's going to get better. It just all depends on who you're working with and what you're doing um, as the player. So that's what I think the Las Vegas Aces will take. 
with the final pick, the 12th overall pick in the first round of the WNBA draft, the Connecticut Sun select Veronica Burton uh, out of Northwestern. Now, I know what you're going to say. Nathan, they're very guard-heavy oriented in, in Connecticut. Why are you drafting another guard? No disrespect, but the biggest thing, I feel like, again, they, when I needed to look for them last year in the playoffs, the biggest thing is they had no, their backcourt weren't making shots. Not taking anything away, anything away from Courtney Williams. I think the signing was 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 a good signing. Not saying not Courtney. I'm just saying it was. Why did she leave in the first place? You know what I mean. Um, but also too, I gotta think about it. Like you could have a rotate. You know, somebody unfortunately is going to have to go. I, I don't think you can keep all those guards in Connecticut, but you do need proven. You do need a shooter in that backcourt because other than Jasmine Thomas, I mean, Brianne January left for Seattle. I mean, your starting lineup could potentially be Courtney, Jasmine, John Queld, Brianna Jones, and Dewana Bonner. Then off your bench, Letitia Heideman, Kalea Charles, Dejanet Carrington. Yeah, you're going to for that's going that's going to be that's going to be tough. You got to figure out how to get that rotation in there. But I'm just looking at it like this is somebody that I think can fit in their rotation. Because I know I know Jasmine, she's not getting. I mean, you know, she's going to be um, also soon. She may decide to call it a career, whether it's next year or three years, doesn't matter. She's still an effective player. I would want a Jasmine Thomas on my team any day. But I do think for me, um, even though she's a pass-first point guard, I do think she can um, definitely keep defenses on their toes. I definitely think she could do a, a lot of work on the inside terrier. Also, too, um, she has a good feel for the game, uh, whether it's on defense and creating turnovers. Now, the only thing is, I saw the highlights, the mechanics. I believe those will get better. Um, she's not the overall greatest wing guard, but she will get it done for you. I think as you get into the draft, I think as the years progress, coming into this year, next year, they'll get better. Um, but I, I do think that her, her shooting could be better. But I do think she could fit Connecticut to me. Now, I also really quick considered Christina Williams, uh, Destiny Henderson. I got I got a new one. I got a surprise for you, Jasmine Dickey. I considered her, Lorella Cabaja, Kabaj, Lexi Hall. I considered her there, but I see them all as second round picks. Um, now, there was one, um, I will say, that kind of threw me off, and I was kind of like, huh, I don't need a center. But I was like, eh. I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. This was, this this is going to be an interesting draft because you've got well over 100 prospects 
and you only have 36 picks, three rounds. So, unfortunately, this is definitely, definitely going to be a a a tough a, a tough draft. When I saw the amount the amount of prospects, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like I, we do, I agree, we do have to expand, but you can't. I mean, unfortunately, man, I, I don't know, I don't know, but that that is those these are this is my mind draft. This is who I think the top twelve picks are going to be in the first round for the WNBA draft on Monday. I do believe that there will be a trade. Guaranteed. I don't know who will trade, but. I feel like Coach T is comfortable with his pick. Um, remember, we did kind of see something like this with the Mystics and the Dream today. Uh, with the the Seattle Storm, they had a number one world pick, and they traded it for, no, I think it was New York, and they traded it for Natasha Howard. So could have, if we could have good implications like that, for the W for the, for the Mystics. So y'all let me know y'all thoughts, who you're looking forward to being drafted by your teams, uh, by your team for the WMA draft on Monday. I am excited. I'm ready for it. I cannot wait. Congratulations to all the women that did declare for the draft. I wish you all the best. And you're now in a new part, new chapter in your journey. All your hard work has paid off. This is just the beginning. This is the road to greatness. And, um, with that being said, I want to end this off with a closing message. Um, ladies and gentlemen, do not be afraid to take chances on yourself. When one door closes, another one will always op- be open for you. Uh, you got to have that mind. We have to start developing that kind of mindset because if we just have, if we have the door behind us closed and we're sitting and we just, in that moment, we may be upset, but in the long term, but we have to shake it off. Like when you're at the play, when you're playing baseball, you're at the free throw line, you miss that free throw. Basketball, that's a good example. When you're at the free throw line in basketball, you miss that free throw. You got to shake it off. You got to have the mind of a goldfish. Um, I've learned that, um, that you have to not be afraid to take chances. You also do have, do not be afraid to, be vulnerable in saying, this is who I am. This is what I can bring to the table. If people can't can't respect that, like I said, another door will open where someone can go, we'll work with you. This is what we can do for you. And um, I just wanted to give you that. Never be afraid to take chances on yourself, bet on yourself. And more importantly, you've got this. You, you if, if no one's told you that, I'm telling you that. You've got that. And remember, remember, keep your eyes on the prize because good things will happen. Guaranteed. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to end this mock draft. Be tuned in for the next two episodes that will be um, up shortly. The Baltimore Orioles expectations and the Washington Nationals expectations. And that will end 
season six of Big Nate Sports Talk podcast. But until then, this is Nathan signing off. Peace. Stay up, y'all. Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.